hosting for two blokes talking tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 120, live from the Ivy Penthouse, yes. George Street in the city. My name's Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com, and joining me each and every week, the other bloke talking tech, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. I know you hang out around here a lot, often, oh, mate, so obviously, it's um, good that we've gone up market this week for the Two Blokes podcast. This is basically the Your Tech Life city studio, <laughs> really. I mean, I walked in downstairs at the Ivy, and they said, hey, Trev, uh, yeah. you're just going to the level five today? Uh, as well. We're here to talk about a product which uh, which has just been launched here. We'll talk about that in a second. We're here each and every week, thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au, wireless connectivity for your home and small business. Two blokes talking tech. So, mate, uh, we are at the Ivy Penthouse uh, in the city because this is it's actually uh, not an uncommon place for companies to launch product. Beautiful yes. venue. Yeah, so they, a few times they put up a, a nice facade and they put a TV on the wall and off they go. And uh, Philips uh, have launched here or announced here tonight a product, um, part of the Fidelio range, uh, which is a soundbar. Now, this soundbar is, is kind of a bit of a revolution over the last kind of 12 to 18 months. And the idea being that you're buying these beautiful TVs. Be- you're spending thousands, potentially, on TVs. And they sit up on the wall. They're very thin. And you think to yourself, hang on, where, where are the speakers on these things? And they are either in the back pointing towards the wall and bouncing off, or they're very thin, very small. And you're not actually getting amazing sound quality. And to be honest, I, I've not thought about it for a while. But when you sit in front of a TV and you see the screen and you hear the sound and then you turn on a soundbar, you are blown away by yeah. the potential quality that exists. And what Philips have done, <clears throat> and we'll talk about how they get to the sound quality because it's quite amazing, but this this essential product, uh, the soundbar in the Fidelia range, is a $999 product. So it's a $1,000 product, but yeah. it is revolutionary because it's both 2.1 and 5.1. Now, 2.1 for the uninitiated means, you know, left and right at the front plus a subwoofer. sub-woofer. The subwoofer is the 0.1. And, you know, nice soundbar sitting under your TV. Mm-hmm. But you don't really notice it until till they till they actually do it. The, the two ends, the left and the right ends, about 15, 20 centimetres of the speaker, actually snap off. Detaches. And yes. detach and wirelessly connect to that original soundbar. Yeah. And they then become your left and right rear so speakers. The, the speaker then, so the soundbar detects when the, the, the left and right have been detached. That's right. And automatically switches to 5.1 mode. That's it. And, Amazing. And, and so you've got one, two, three, four, five. So there's this the, the center speaker on the un, under your TV becomes three. It's part of the your center and your left and right front, yeah. and uh, and it stays there. But your two rear speakers become wireless, which is a huge deal in our house. I used to have 5.1 years ago when I was batching it, but you know when the kids and the family came along, you don't you can't afford to have wires running Cables around. Everywhere. Yes, that's we've right. got we've got tiles. You can't run it under the yeah. carpet. This is wireless, and the and the rear speakers have got 10 hours of battery life. They charge when you put them back onto the sound bar. Yeah. So it's kind of ticks. It's very handy. I totally agree. I think uh, you're right. There's a lot of the reason people invest in home theatre systems is because they want to improve the sound out of their TV. This is a really convenient way of doing it, an all-in-one package that can become a 5.1. I haven't seen anything like that before. No. Uh, It's also got a wireless subwoofer too, a down-firing subwoofer that's got a very small footprint. It's all about 
maximizing sound from a relatively small product, mm. which is kind of what Fidelio is all and, about. And the benefit of that wireless um, subwoofer is you've just got the one cable. Again, it's power. Yeah. You've got power to the subwoofer. You've got power to the sound bar. HDMI from your TV to the sound bar. That's the rear, it. The rear's working wireless. The rear's are 100% wireless. And without wireless. power, they've got their own battery because there are a lot of home theater systems, out-of-the-box systems with rear wireless system but speakers power. but there's a power cable so in this case it's it's kind of ticked all those boxes and the, they gave us a demo I've got to say the sound quality was very impressive oh, unbelievable uh, they showed a clip of uh, Transformers a really you know, amazingly realistic quick, quick. and uh, then they, they detached the speakers and took them to the back of the room you could hear the sound then travel around to the back of the room it was great the, the absolute audiophiles in the room, probably from the audio mags, are asking things about how do they determine how far away this... Look, yeah. when you have a, an absolute high end, you do. You actually, yeah, well, you actually specify how far you're sitting well, away and all that they kind were of said, they were asking about is there a way to opt you know, to, for the different Optimize settings. And like, you know, if you want that kind of control, you buy a $35,000 system, not exactly. a $1,000 yeah. system. So I think within the range of Wi-Fi, and interestingly, the Wi-Fi is over 5 gigahertz, so yeah. that, that it doesn't won't, interfere, won't interfere with, your, with your Bluetooth, Bluetooth. Or, or, your, or your Wi-Fi at home. Yeah. And Interestingly, it's also a Bluetooth wireless streaming. Absolutely. So, so you can stream, stream your from your phone or your iPad or whatever tablet. it is. Um, now, two oh, things to talk about. Um, the, the design quality and and the, the sound quality. And the design quality, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's not square. And, and they actually mentioned that you know square units actually don't project the sound in the same way it should. Yeah. But it looks like, to me, from side on, it looks like an airplane speaker kind of it thing, does. if you can imagine. It so, looks like an airplane wing, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, wing, yeah, sorry, wing yes, an airplane yeah. wing. And, yes. a, and a, So it's very very nice design. It knows right. whether it's up on a wall or whether it's flat on a bench. Yep. And, and it adjusts based on yep. that. Yep. But here's the thing that, that kind of, when they started showing me, I'm kind of dreary thinking, what are you showing me this for? But then yeah. I got understanding. They showed us how they determine sound quality because you think it is subjective. It is it entirely is. subjective. It is, yes. You know, you think headphones. I'm sitting here with a set of J's, which are pretty light on in terms of quality. It's very, very light sound. Yeah. You're sitting there with a set Sennheiser, of Sennheisers. Yeah. We would be sounding very different to each other yeah. than, than what we're hearing. Um, and, and you think about how you design a speaker and who you design it for, and they have a panel they call golden ears, and they yeah. put them through a, a rigorous test to qualify, but then these, these people are able to sit in front of a computer... And, and pass a test so that they can then sit in a blind test, so behind yeah. a curtain. This was interesting. And, 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 and work out whether the well, sound had too much mid, too much but, bass, but too much range, too much kilohertz. I, it was what unbelievable. I like that, what I like about the fact that is that they're taking so much care in determining sound Fantastic quality. service from the Ivy. Yeah, yeah. Bowl, bowl of chips just Thanks in front of Trevor. That's good service. Well, oh, this the is the best. They're ever. all yours, mate. That's best all press event ever. But what I was saying, the uh, the... The, the way that they, they're really serious about sound quality, as you mentioned, it is a subjective thing. Yeah. But being able to get some kind of feedback and some kind of, uh, some kind of knowledge from the, your listeners mm. uh, to get some kind of consistency. They mentioned yep. they had a lot of blind tests and in 65% yep. of the tests... They came up as the preferred. They don't sound. release a product unless sixty-five percent of their yes. panel determine that their product is the preferred. Now Which, you, you know that, that's really good to hear because they go into all this trouble. That's they, right. They really think about the end user who's really finicky about sound. And what I also found amazing was they they, they got again a blind panel to say you know here's a little um, imagine a square and a, and a circle in the middle and you've got to push that circle around the square and, it, and the sound yes. changes and the sound and, and the sound was powerful bright yeah. The sound, no matter where you move the circle in the middle, across to the corners, wherever it was, the sound changed. And what yeah. they determined was quite amazing, And because you and I picked the same spot, yeah. was that there is a sweet spot, and that is where they program to. That yeah. is where they want their speakers to sound. What I liked about that, too, is they put also where the competitors are. Oh, yeah. They, they put up the Beats audio, and it was very much to the left, 
very basey. Yeah. Uh, they had Sennheisers were all over the place. How so good's two blokes talking tech with chips? Very <laughs> I've never eaten during a podcast before, but you'll have to excuse me. It's yes, well, the chewing sounds are coming from Trevor. I'm not actually eating any <laughs> chips, just for the record. But um, I, I really, uh, the, the, they also, we should mention that they're not only the soundbar was obviously the star yep. of the show. Yep. They've also got a range of uh, headphones yep. and also some smaller dock speakers. And all these things Bluetooth have speakers. passed those same quality yes. tests. That's what's because really important. you think about it, and like I, I, I'm a fan of Philips Audio. They've been around for quite a while. They, yep. don't, they don't sell TVs in Australia anymore. Beautiful but their TV audio in heritage. 21 by 9. It is nice. It would look nice in my lounge room. But anyway, <laughs> the, uh, the, the Philips have quite a heritage in audio, oh, yeah. and it's good that they've maintained that here in Australia. It's not really the first brand that comes to mind when you think of high audio quality, but s- certainly after today, I think there's a lot of people in the room here, some, some pretty hardened tech journos who are real audiophiles. That's right. Have really, it's made them sit up and pay a bit of attention to and, Philips And I'll tell you, tell you what that says to me. That says to me, if you're going to buy sound... You should you should ask for demonstrations and you Absolutely. should ask about the product and you should read about how they come to the decisions yeah. well, they make. Well, about let's sound give quality. a tip to our listeners. What I always we, I get calls about this too and you, you do as well yeah. on the radio. One thing when people want to determine what sounds what's a good sound. Well, only you know that. That's right. But what you should do is take a DVD or a CD or something that you know sounds really good. Yep. Take that in the store with you and listen to it. Yeah, because you, you'll know then if that's any good or not. So yeah. that's a good thing to do if you are shopping for that. Absolutely. But certainly Philips do tick all the boxes in terms of sound quality uh, and uh, very exciting new range, the Fidelio Beautiful. Range. Fidelio, um, now it's, it's just been launched tonight here. Um, there'll be photos and, and, and reviews and all that kind of stuff coming at techguide.com.au in the coming days. Uh, well worth having a look at because they are also beautifully designed, as they say. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, we're uh, we're uh, we love shopping online, Trevor, and uh, there's uh, my wife does many ways. I'm sure you get the bill. So, uh, yeah, there are many ways we can do it, though. And I, I found it really interesting that a company like Visa have, have come out and unveiled a new digital wallet. It's just this new server called V-Me, Me, yeah. or V.Me, however you want to say it. But what it is, it's basically a digital wallet that kind of can streamline the whole experience. So rather than you having to enter, you know, this is for online sales, yep. rather than you having to enter your, your, your credit card all the time or whichever one you want, enter your shipping address, they're trying to create now this digital wallet capability or compatibility, I should mm-hmm. say, where sites and different vendors are going to support the VME platform. Yep. So rather than you having to reach into your wallet and find out the card you want to pay with, you can have all that plastic registered under the, your one username yep. with a password so it can not only remember your credit card details, your expiry dates, all of those things, but also your shipping address. So yep. streamlines that whole operation. Makes it easy, too, for the vendor, too, because... Uh, you know, the, the, the quicker they can get their customers through, the more customers yeah. they can fit on the site. So, um, th- can you put your other credit cards in, or only Visa? Yes, you credit can. Cards? Well, obviously, Visa support Visa, no doubt. Of course, but you can do uh, credit cards of any type. So, whether it's a Mastercard, American Express, all kinds. Visa aren't going to uh, pre- be prejudiced against no, any right. other types of cards. So, this is a really interesting space because when you think about it. PayPal is that, right? Because yes. PayPal isn't just about your bank account. You can put your credit cards in PayPal as well. So yes. I think what Visa and probably MasterCard are realising is that people are doing that. They're using PayPal. They're actually making credit card transactions, but they're using PayPal. And they need to be in that space for brand, let alone anything else. Absolutely. And yeah, you, th- you remember um, with, with the, the Apple OS X Mavericks, they talked yeah. about the, the same thing. You, they'll have a kind of wallet where you pass your, your security cards, your credit cards will be remembered across devices. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a new feature. Everyone's realising how important this is because we are doing so much online shopping. Totally right. But one, there's, there's some, some differences here with the, with the VME services. You can actually set different alerts for your right. transactions. Like you might have a, a spending limit or 
Sounds you, like a good idea. You maybe uh, you know you, you might be on a budget, or you, you know that, that you can't buy a certain product until a certain date when you know you've made a payment or something like that. So yeah. that gives you that flexibility to kind of use the services at your disposal in in a different way. So yeah. uh, you know that, that's kind of a point of difference with PayPal, where they're trying to well. They're looking at PayPal thinking, well, they're using our product anyway. Yep. Why don't we use our own product with our own service? And that's kind of where they're coming from. I think PayPal, a very popular service, yep. but they're, this is something that's obviously going to compete, but there's something that they've thought that this is a space they need to be into. And you think about the, the, the spending limits and things. That I mean, think about your kids, right? Especially, you know, you've got kids, teenagers and stuff. If, if they are allowed or have an allowance to do that, at least you can put a limit on it and you can use the one card perhaps. Absolutely, so yeah. there's some real benefits in that potentially. So have a look at uh, the vme, v.me um, service from Visa. And uh, Stephen's written about that at techguide.com.au. Mate, I look at the, the stuff that Apple does, and when they announced this week that it was the fifth birthday of the App Store, I kind of went, really? Five, Five years? years. And oh, It's hard to believe, isn't it? It, it is. Well, It's only been why. for, what do you think, it hasn't been that long, no, or I don't, you, I don't, you believe it's been well, longer? I probably didn't think about the time. I just, I just, you think in five years how revolutionary that thing's been, right? Yes. Now, yeah, there's a whole stack of stats, and you can run through the yes. timeline, because there's really interesting stuff in there. We're talking about 2008. A couple of things that stood out to me. There was 10 million downloads. In the first weekend, there was only 500 apps. <laughs> now, 10 million is a bloody lot of downloads, but can you imagine sitting in Apple five years ago saying, oh, hey, 10 million. Do you think they forecast 50 billion in no five way. years? No, no way. way. They, couldn't no way. they couldn't have. No, I, I remember the, the App Store, and I remember that the iPhone actually was out for a year yeah. before, the iPhone, before the App Store. It was in the US only. I think the UK had the original iPhone. Yeah. There was no App Store. But what had happened here in Australia, and I was one of these people, I bought the iPhone. That's right. I unlocked it, yep. and I jailbroke it and put all these apps on it that people thought, hang on, that'd be a great idea. Yeah. So we kind of had apps that were sort of the renegade, sort of the, the mm, yeah. black market apps. And it, it's, it's, I don't know whether Apple had this in mind all the time. Yeah, or, that, well, that's... I'm sure they did, but yeah. a year later, now, when the, app, when the iPhone officially launched here in Australia in, in July 2008... Yep. The, it was the 3G iPhone, yep. and that was when July the 10th, 2008, when that launched. Now, you see, you mentioned it was launched in only 500 apps in the store, yep. 62 countries. Among those original apps were yep. eBay, yep. Facebook, Shazam, just to name three. But by September that year, you mentioned 10 million. By yep. September that year, they'd already hit 100, 100 million. million downloads worldwide. Now, less than a year later... They cracked a billion app downloads, That's and they've been amazing. going ever since. I think we've spoken about it many times on the podcast before, where their 50 billionth download came, I think, less than a year after the 25 that's, billionth and download. And that's the big thing. So you can see the, 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 part, the chart the exponential is... exponential growth steep, is stunning. Steep now, growth. Now, here's the biggest thing I reckon about this story. is not, is not the stats and not the numbers. It's, it's impressive. And, and importantly, if you check out the story at techguide.com.au, also you'll see the list of apps they're giving away for free to celebrate. Yeah, that's a nice thing. Um, they're giving us the presents. Think about, though, and this is a thing that, that haters and certainly other people kind of forget about Apple. They've changed. They've changed an entire industry, right? Five years ago, when you wanted antivirus software, you went to a Harvey Norman store, you bought a box, and you yeah. install it with a, with a CD. Well, now, you, you, if you're in a Mac, you just go to the Mac App Store and you download yeah. software that way. There's no there's no um, drag and drop in applications. There's no wizard to drive. You just say install, it installs, it and it's ready. Well, and that's now on on Windows yeah. phone, on Android's phone. It's it's 
fundamentally changed the way we access software. Absolutely. You, th- you think about the power this has given developers, and they've mentioned oh, that in the, in the past five years, they've paid out more than $10, $10 billion billion. to developers. And that's, that's I think, 70%. Like if if an if a, uh, app earns a dollar... Yeah. 30 cents goes to Apple, 70 cents back to the developer. Yeah, so, so that's Apple's a fair done well out of it too, let's be clear. But you think about, oh, absolutely. But you think of how they've created this just magical distribution system now. And look, I've just, we talked about my app last week, we've released VoiceBite. To do that five years ago would have been just the hardest you, thing in the world. You as a developer don't have to burden the, the server load, you don't have to retail Not load. at all. You just submit it, it gets approved through a stringent process yes. and it is ready to buy. The transaction and methodology is there. there. It's done. It's there and for you. So what they've done, they've, they've created this magical path for developers and that's why they've gone from 500 in year one to now. They're getting close to a million apps. Did you know that? Yeah. There's nearly a million apps thousands. in the app store. That's and the reason. 800 downloads a second. Whoa. You know, that's, that, that's the number. This is staggering stuff. And I, I just think fundamentally, when we look back in 10 and 20 years, there'll be things that define the way technology changed. And some of them, a lot of them will be Apple. You know, the iPad, the phone, the iPhone. Well, the App Store to me is, is the unsung hero of the Apple lineup Absolutely. because it has changed the way developers and, and manufacturers of, soft, of, of operating systems distribute software. It's fundamental. Absolutely Fantastic. right. Well, they did a similar thing with iTunes. That kind of turned the yep, music industry music on its head. Look at they've done with apps. I think, you know... Happy fifth birthday, App Store. We look forward to many, many more. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Speaking of Netgear, proud sponsors of Two Blokes Talking Tech, you can check out their huge range of uh, wireless AC routers, which is the big deal these days in uh, in wireless technology in your home or small business because so many products are now supporting this new range, this new evolution of uh, of wireless. It's not B, it's not G, it's not N, but it's compatible with all those products. So if you've got a, a phone that only supports wireless N, don't worry, your new wireless AC router from Netgear will work. But when you upgrade in, in six months, in a year or two years to a product that does have... Um, wireless AC, you're getting the benefit of speed, you're getting the benefit of all the different things that come. Speed and range are the big things that come with wireless AC. So check it out when you're looking for a new router or modem uh, in your home or small business. Go to your retail and look for the Netgear packaging for wireless AC. Netgear, proud sponsors of Two Blokes Talking Tech. So the other thing that happened this week a nice little subtle launch, and we've been kind of waiting for it now for a month because 4G on the Vodafone network launched a month ago, but it was only to existing customers who had already got had 4G devices. So as of um, last night, and we're talking uh, Tuesday um, Sydney time here, um, oh, Wednesday, Ju- sorry, it's yeah, Wednesday now, July isn't it? 10th, yeah. uh, July the 10th. July uh, the 10th. People who want to join the 4G network with Vodafone can walk into a store and sign up, and that's a big deal. Or if you're an existing Vodafone customer and you don't have a 4G phone, you can now upgrade to a 4G phone and they'll right. put you on the 4G So network. if you just had a 4G device, put your SIM in a 4G device as a Vodafone customer, it'll just work? It already, well, that's been working now for, okay. for a month. Right. But now if you don't, if you want to re-sign with them or upgrade uh-huh. your contract, you can upgrade and you can get onto the 4G network. Okay. If you're with Telstra Optus and you want to move to the Vodafone network, you can do that now and in you yourself stores. are one of these customers. I am. I'm, I'm on the Vodafone network and uh, we are now getting LTE right here in the city and uh, normally pretty good speech too and I've, I've burnt cheese. You've got to remember people with these speed tests, they do use a lot of data. I, I used <laughs> You've to, hammered it. You're their best customer. I used, to, I used two gig of data in the first day okay, of what testing. How about we do this, right? Let's, Let's do, do a side-by-side test. I'm yeah, on right Telstra. Yeah. 
Let's okay, set. And let, let's do this. Let's set yeah, the let server. Let me find my speed, speed test because you've got so many apps. Yeah, now the test. important thing about speed test is remember there's a lot of servers. Locating so closest server. Now, now, Stephen, you're on Telstra, so go to the settings yep. and and change it to um, change it to the Optus server in Sydney. Yes, and I am. So, I'm on there. Yeah. So you're on the Optus yep. server. So am yep. I. And so okay. now let's go to speed test and let's... Oh, hang on, mine's still doing one, so I um, oh, just need to stand you, by you, for a you minute. Went, you went off early, Trevor. I, I, I went off very <laughs> early there. It's, uh, it's, it's a problem that I have, but that's okay. <laughs> so we're in the, we're, we are in the, in the heart of the city here. Um, I've only got three bars of coverage with Vodafone. You've got uh, five bars five with bars, Telstra, yeah. so it's not looking good, I've got to be honest. But anyway, we're going to hit begin test and we're going to both kick away here um, in, in tandem, both on iPhone 5s, um, running the, the um, speedtest.net app. Now, straight away, I'm getting uh, straight up 20 meg down. It's kind of limiting itself at 20 meg, to be honest. This is probably the slowest I've seen in a long time. And they are side by side. They're, they're, Telstra's, uh, you know, around 13. 13. I, was, I got up to 20-something. And the download, download speed that I've registered in total is 23.5. And wow. Telstra is 12.4. The upload wow. speed, though, you're getting a brilliant upload speed. I'm getting 10.7. And you're I've getting got um, 16, 16. Yeah, 16.14. So let's go through that again, Trevor. You, or your top speed was 23.51 For on download, Vodafone. Yep. yep. And on Telstra. And we're in the heart of the city here. Yep. We're on George Street. It in doesn't Sydney. come any better. 12.43. That That's was Telstra's right. average. Upload. Telstra got the money here. 16.14 megabits yep. per second. And Voda. Set 10.7. 10. 10. 10. So you know, I, I have seen speeds that are uh, phenomenally higher than that. Obviously, I'll, I'm just going to switch to the restart Well, why don't, why don't you do the same? Why don't you go to the Telstra server? Okay. I'll go to the Vodafone server because then it's a little bit more direct to server as opposed to um, full so network. Tel- Sydney, Telstra, here we go. That's it. Are you on the Vodafone I, server? I'll, now? I'll switch the Vodafone server and let's restart the test. And, uh, okay, hang and, on, I've got to go back yeah, to Back test. to speed right test. Right. all live here on Two Blokes okay, Talking yes. Tech. And uh, you can restart the test. Now, um, I'm getting pretty much the same, although I'm pumped up now. I'm getting about 30 meg download, um, you know, pumping through the test. Downloading, it's between 10 and 100 megabytes of data you're downloading, just so you know, people, when you're doing these speed okay. tests, um, and 10 meg upload. So, look, I think there's no doubt in my mind that nearly every time you test it, Vodafone will do better. Yep. Because they have a 20 megahertz spectrum. Well, there's remember. less people on it too, isn't there? Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. That, that's what a lot of people say, but I don't think that's the problem. I think okay. the problem is they've got more They've got more lanes on the well, highway. Let's look at that, mate. You kicked my ass here. Look, on Telstra, downloads... On my tel- the Telstra server, I got 9.43 megabits per second. And what I got get? 30. 30. Nearly 31. Well, and and you got... But you got, got 16 upload. meg upload. 16. I got 8. Yeah. Now, I have got amazing results in the, in, in wow. the recent weeks up to... I'm getting 80... 82 meg downloads. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, hang on, I've got I've got a hundred here somewhere. It's, it's probably going away. Please. Way back. Look at that. 97, 97, 94. Who needs the NBN, mate? We've got this. We've well, got Hello. There, there's a well, debate. That's a whole other there's podcast. A, that there's a debate we can go back to again. <laughs> Lots in the eighties and nineties. So it's, it is oh, actually wow. a very good network. Um, well worth checking out if you're interested in. So do I just burn speech. about giga data then, mate? Or yeah, do I do? yeah, you just is smashed your cap. So it's gone. I send you my my bill. Yeah, yeah. Send the send the bill to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Care of TechGuide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennig. Well, let's continue a little bit of an audio discussion here, Trevor. I, uh, I wrote about a new set of headphones uh, on Tech Guide called the uh, they're from Tivoli Audio. So not, not a bad uh, tech company there, audio company. Uh, and they're called the Radio Silence, and it's a silence with a Z. I know, oh, I know, you're, a, I know you're a fan of these uh, spelling oh, changes yeah, for products, but the reason they're called the Silence in the name is because these are active noise cancellation headphones, the first by Tivoli Audio. Hmm. But what struck me with these is what they're made of. They're actually made, the ear cups are made of wood. Right. So it gives it a really nice look, no doubt. 
but also a nice natural sound as well. Now, being active... So it's not just like a facade coating no, to make it look good. It's actually part of the construction. It's part of the ear cup I construction. I saw some wooden headphones at CES. Yes. Yeah. With these ones, they've got an on-ear uh, padding as well. Right. So kind of like the Bose QC3s, the smaller ones. But what they've done is they've kept the control unit out of the ear cups. It's actually on the cord. That's probably one of the downsides, I think, where oh my the control Lord. unit is on the cord. It's low on the cord, so you can maybe. When you say control belt. unit, explain. Well, well the control unit is what, actually, the sound? is what cancels the noise. Oh, the noise so cancelling. There, right. there, there is a, a, bat, a AAA battery in that. It lasts yep. up to 50 hours. But that is what provides the brains of the headphones to so, cancel it's, it's that not noise. Up your, no, it's not up near your neck. No, no, it's quite it. low. You can put it on your belt or in your pocket. But it just keeps the headphones themselves quite small and quite light and yet still providing that active noise cancellation. What they've also got, though, they've got a, a, a button, an interesting name they've given it. They've called it the Defeat button. Now, what Defeat does is can't, it switches off the noise cancellation temporarily. In case you're at an airport, you need to hear a, a flight announcement, flight announcements, or yeah. you want to, someone wants to talk to you, you can still have that conversation without having to take the headphones off. They're available now, $199, and I've put the link to the Tivoli Audio website. Available in three different colours. The different wood Wood, wood and wood. (laughs) (laughs) It's walnut, cherry, and black ash. Cherry. There's pictures at techguide.com.au. It's honestly, and I I had to look back through eftm.com.au to find this, but... Um, it was two years ago. It was at CES 2012 that I saw this uh, stylus for your for your iPad. Now there's, there's obviously millions of these bloody things going around, um, but this one this one took my fancy because it looked like a pen and it had a pen tip, so pointed tip, not a big fat rubbery thing that you see on a normal yeah. stylus. But interesting on the on the very end of the tip there was a small clear circular pad essentially and it was the thing that that made contact with the surface of the iPad but because it was clear you could see through and you could see where you were making contact with the screen so the the tip is quite fine Mm -hmm. but with the bait that plastic clear base Mm -hmm. you can see where that tip is touching the screen that's right because the iPad requires a a certain amount of surface area to be touched for it to actually work yes so I saw these things they're called Adonit Jots J-O-T's and um, they, I saw them at CS a couple of years ago, and they've been available here for a while, but they're, they're under new distribution now, and the whole range is being brought to Australia. Now, I'll just quickly tell you about them all. The Classic is basically a standard everyday stylus. It's an aluminium body shell. It's quite nice to hold, but it's yeah, 25 bucks. There's a small version of it that's 29 bucks. <laughs> then there's the Pro, the Adonit Jot Pro. Now, it's 39.95. Basically, again, very standard, standard stylus, but with this Jot-style end. But it also does have a bit of pressure sensitivity to it um, uh, that dampens the tip, so you don't actually get a um, you don't you get a good feeling when you when dampens you hit the tip. It dampens what, the tip. I kid you like. not. That's you right. Like that. But it also has a rubberized grip. <laughs> then there's the flip. Now I'm not talking about flipping out. Yes. Uh, I'm talking about it flips <laughs> over and there's a pen on the other end. Again, not uncommon oh, so it's these a normal days. Pen and a and a stylus. Mm, yeah. It, it, the, the 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 body twists okay. and you roll out your pen at the other end. Now in all of these products, the cap. There's a cap over the over the normal stylus tip. The cap you won't lose because it screws on the other end. Very uh-huh. handy when you when you don't want to lose Smart. it. But the big Bertha pro- product here is the Jot Touch Four, the Adonit, and that's A D O N I T, Adonit Jot Touch Four. It is a Bluetooth stylus, uh-huh. so it not only you know draws on the screen and does all that kind of stuff like you would expect, but it makes a Bluetooth Four connection. You don't have to go into the settings of your iPad to to pair it. You just go into specific apps that are that are Adonit authorized essentially. And they, they detect the pen straight away. And it's got two buttons on it, which you can then have for, for random settings. It might be yeah. to change the colour. It might be to undo the stroke you've yeah, just this done. Is really good. And it has pressure sensitivity and 
palm rejection. So when you've got your hand on the iPad, your palm's resting there and you're drawing, it doesn't doesn't recognise your palm. It only recognises the pen. I was wondering what palm rejection was. <laughs> you've talked about in this I segment. I went somewhere else with that. Excuse me. See, yeah. You've talked about in this segment dampening your tip and palm rejection. <laughs> so, okay, Rubberized damping It's tips. good to know that those features are included, okay? <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, having this type of device, you think about what the iPad has done yeah. for designers and even writing on the screen. Mm. This And a lot of people complain that the iPad doesn't facilitate that. The, the, yep. We've seen the Galaxy Note and all these other devices that let you do that. Yeah. Having this device and bringing it to the iPad with its wealth of apps and creative apps that allow you to do this, this is a, a really good product for those design-focused yeah. people and people who need to use their iPad as you a know, notepad. Some of the apps that they've done deals with to, to support the brush are things like ZenBrush and Sketchpad and stuff like that. There's a whole range of them you can read on the website, but Very they good. are... These are designers. These are these are these are artists. So, so if you, if you, and on top of the uh, the you mentioned to the palm rejection, there's also pressure sensitivity. Well, I mean, which is which is important when you're drawing on the screen. I think it's important uh, when when we're considering the stylus that you have palm rejection, rubberized tip, um, pressure sensitivity, and dampening. Yes, <laughs> that is excellent. You filthy man. <laughs> Two blokes talking tech. You can check out uh, that, that whole range of Adonit Jot uh, products, styluses at eftm.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, you recall uh, a couple of months ago, Trevor, that you and I were uh, rubbing shoulders with Ewan McGregor at the no. LG We're all besties. Yeah. We, we, we said to him, mate, listen, it's two blokes talking tech. Will you yeah, drop off? You can't, you can't get on, yeah. the tech, on, the, on the podcast this week. But anyway, he was in town to obviously launch the new LG range, yep. but he also was in town to film some television commercials, some ads. And they are going to hit your screen from next week. I'll put some screenshots from them. Basically, he's sitting on the couch looking up the definition of television in a dictionary and saying, As you do. That doesn't quite cut it. Oh, right. And he talks about the ultra-high definition and uh, goes right up to the screen and just says, look, the 8.3 million pixels. And then his sign-off line is, it's television Redefined, which so it is. I mean, it, it, it sounds like a bit of marketing garb, which which it certainly is. But it, you have yes. to, and I, I recommend people pop into a Harvey Norman store because most Harvey Norman stores have got the LG display right there, in the, the doorway, yes. right in the doorway. Yes. This 4K, this ultra high definition is unbelievable. Yes, so, but I think keep an eye out for you and McGregor coming to your screens. Yes. Uh, that'll keep the that that'll that works well on the WAF. The wife approval factor. It does, factor. absolutely. And, uh, and they've just started their advertising on Tech Guide. So Ewan McGregor's also taken over Tech Guide as well. Thank God, because Stephen <laughs> Fennick's head was everywhere before. <laughs> two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. All right, we wrap it up each and every week with uh, a couple of re- reviews that we pull from techguide.com.au because the man himself is sitting right here. Stephen, two products this week. You've got a keyboard from Logitech. Yes, we do. The Logitech K810 keyboard. Now, now, this is a very handy device because when you think about the where we type, we're typing on tablets, we're typing on smartphones, and we're typing on our computer. Yep. This is a keyboard that can talk to all three. At the same and time. switch between them, yes, and switch between them on the fly. So, for example, I might be tapping away at my computer, I get a message on my smartphone, I can hit a button on the keypad, switch this, the pairing to the phone, tap out my reply using the same keyboard, hit send, switch back to the computer, or awesome. hang on, I need to do answer awesome. an email on my iPad, boom, or on an Android device or an Android smartphone, switch it to them. You can pair up to three devices. Logitech KA10. It's a nice design keyboard. It's, it's illuminated as well, so it's got a light sensor. Yep. Illuminates the characters. How big is it? It's about, or oh, it's a bit size of a normal keyboard, right. about sort of just under 12 yep. inches wide. Very portable, very light, uh, and so easy to carry around. 
K810 Logitech Bluetooth Illuminated Keyboard, $149.95. You can see the pictures and read about it at techguide.com.au. Now, this one's an interesting one. Um, the My Wireless TV. Yes. Now, one thing that, that people have, I think, wanted to do is they've got a, a source in one room but want to watch it on another TV. Yep. To do that, you either got to find the world's longest cable yeah. or try to do it wirelessly. But the problem with doing it wirelessly is that if you do it through your normal system, you're through your aerial cable system in your home, it dumbs the signal down right. to standard definition, probably less than standard definition. Yep. Yep. Well, this company called Action Tech, and they just contacted me out of the blue with this new product, and they thought, well, well, well I thought I'd give it a go. It's called the My Wireless TV Multi-Room Wireless HD Video Kit. Now, basically what it means, you can watch one HD source yep. that's located in one part of your home yep. on another TV in another part of your home. I tested it with a great example being your Foxtel box. Foxtel HD. Yep. My Foxtel box is in the front of my house in my theatre room. Yep. I want to watch it in HD in my lounge room. Now, Without how a way to multi-room. That? That's right. So if you want to watch it in multiple rooms, uh, you can do that and you can pair up to four different uh, receivers. So there's a transmitter and a receiver. Right. So you wirelessly send the signal to the TV receivers and with a little RF extender, you can even change the channel back to the box. Perfect. So... I've got it running in my office at home in our lounge room. HD quality, uh, and it's 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 two hundred and sixty nine dollars to begin with. So you get the receiver and the transmitter, two seventy nine. Sorry, and you, then you can add receivers, say to other your other multiple TVs, yep. one sixty nine each. Now it's cheaper than getting multiple Foxtel boxes. Downside is that if Whoever's got the remote control of Foxtel, that's what you're all watching because yeah, exactly. you've only got the one box. But very handy if you want to share that signal. I'll give you another example because it's HD. Um, and we had this at our house when we first moved there. TV on the wall in the bedroom up the top. Beautiful yes. placement up on the wall. It looks good. Where do you put all the boxes? We actually put them in the wardrobe up on a shelf. Yes. And I actually ran cable through the roof. Yeah, well, that's you know, a great, great example because you could, this receiver is actually quite small. It's about the size so of a CD case. you can put it on the back of the you TV. You can stick it on the back of the TV and it will then wirelessly Fantastic. send the signal to the source. All right, brilliant. And you can check that out at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Travel along and Stephen Fennick. Rightio, that's another one in the can, uh, and, uh, and we're going for a world record of sitting side-by-side side, uh, yeah, recording two blokes talking tech. We hope you enjoy it. And we should point out, too, thank you for the votes on the um, the Buffer Zone buffer uh, a couple zone. of weeks ago, talking about watching the Jobs movie yes. when it comes out. Um, the, the Buffer Zone was basically endorsed as not, not being required. Yes. By, Man, by I think there was a hashtag, ha- Man Love was one of the However, hashtags. However, and I, I was a bit objective <laughs> to that, but that's okay. But there was the best suggestion, and I apologise for, for not having it in front of me who, who suggested it, but the best suggestion was yeah. Gold Class Gold Class Cinema. It was Matthew. Matthew, Matthew. Wu. Now, it yeah. was Matthew Wu, yeah. Shout out to Matthew. He's one of our biggest fans. He, he tells me, mate, when's your new podcast coming out? Exactly. He's well, there first Hey, Scoop, every Wednesday night. Every um, Wednesday but, yeah. Gold Class, a brilliant idea, because yes. then we are sitting side by side. Side, but there's plenty of room. Plenty of room, absolutely. Right, so uh, we'll be we'll be taking up that opportunity, and uh, Matthew will be paying, obviously. Should we mention where we're broadcasting from next week, Trevor? Oh, Let's mention, we've got to preview oh, yes. this. The two blokes are going to the state of origin, thanks to Trend Micro. Game three, the decider. Trevor's a Queenslander. I'm a New Who's South Welshman. Yeah. So this is going to be a state of origin. Two blokes talking tech. Episode one twenty one next week. Be sure to tune live in. from ANZ Stadium. Go Queenslander. We'll be there. Thanks to Trend Micro for inviting us into their box, and thanks to Netgear for their support of Two Blokes Talking Tech each and every week. Uh, I'm Trevor Long. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long. You can also follow Stephen Stephen Fennick with a PH uh, on Twitter and don't forget to download Voice Byte from the uh, Apple iTunes store for your iPhone. Uh, great way to share 
15 second audio bites via Facebook and Twitter and uh, really get that atmosphere of what's going on in the world. Voice Bite uh, in the iTunes store. Thanks for listening to Bikes Talking Tech.